to the Success After Barber School podcast, where we give advice to new and seasoned barbers on how to reach a six-figure income through training, mentoring, and coaching. If you're new in our industry or old in our industry and are ready to join the top 1% in earning a six-figure income, this is the show for you. Welcome back to the Success After Barber School podcast. I'm your host, Mr. T.I.M. Today, our guest is... My name is Nando, bro, and um, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, born and raised. I always had it in me since I was a little kid. I ha- I have an older brother, and when I was, like, eight years old, I always seen him cutting hair. He's from New York. Dope. And um, I never really got into it till I was, like, a teenager. I was cutting up my little brother's my friends here and there without really knowing what I'm doing. Uh-huh. But then from there, I let it go, you know, <laughs> being a teenager and stuff. Got a little older, decided what I really wanted to do in life. Almost got fired out of this job. And um, that's when I took it serious about six years ago. That's dope. I started when I was a teenager, too, right around 13 years of age. So what motivates you specifically in the field of barbering today? Right now, man... It's more about inspiring people, talking to people, the conversations you have with your clients and stuff. Yeah. Making them feel good about themselves. Sometimes they need advice from people that they don't know who to get it from. Once they sit in a chair, it's just like, yeah, let them know what it is. Hey, would it be safe to say that once you started focusing more on inspiring people, motivating people, and the quality of work, that your income rose significantly? Yeah. I mean, it's never a worry. Right. When it comes down to something like that, you know, I really don't worry about my next paycheck, you know. Right. It's just about seeing these people that you see every day. These guys that just, you know, they just want to spend time with you in our reality. Facts. So if I could paraphrase real quick for our listeners, basically the point I'm trying to drive home, right, is whether you're new or struggling, right, a couple years in, you have to focus more on the quality of work than the dollar it's your consistency in this field that will bring the money. You never have to worry about the money. The money going to be there. Mm-hmm. Your pockets will feel easier and quicker with the quality of work you put out and the consistency in your conversation and the ability to make other people feel good and better about themselves. Yeah. So what's one thing you wish everybody understood about our job? It takes a lot more than what people think of just standing there and making money, you know, or cutting hair, getting a good fade. It's more about how that person likes it or how that person likes to sit in that chair and spend that time with you. Facts. You know what I mean? Yeah, I really do. I really, really do know what you mean. So when you first started in the industry six years ago, what's something that was more challenging than you expected? Confidence. Mm-hmm. It's one of the worst things in the beginning is just building that confidence in yourself. You know, depending on what type of crowd you're around, whether they're going to bring you up or just let you build yourself up. It's just about confidence, you know, being in a room with 20 people where we're including the barbers and the clients, feeling the pressure of everybody looking at you and not having the confidence to know that your haircuts are the best. Right. In the shop, then it's like that was the toughest challenge. Do you remember the tipping point where that confidence was just overwhelming? You're like, yeah, I got this. Like, when did that happen? Was it six months? Was it a year? I would say about six months where it's just like I wasn't nervous anymore. It's just like it, it's what it is. All right. You know, it's no going back. At least we know that hair is going to grow. 
<laughs> Perfect. Because it does grow back, at least for some of us, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what's the biggest problem you or you had to help a fellow barber overcome? The toughest thing that would, honestly, that's a tough one, overcome. I don't know, man. It's just not not dying not letting it die down you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. some people have waves we all have waves but in the beginning it's more noticeable where you know it's you know they they have a good two weeks they feel like they got the world under control next thing you know they're dead for another month mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it's Facts. just like don't let it go it's like oh i think i'm gonna get a job or yeah i get that it's just you gotta be consistent there you let is. them two weeks get to your head and <laughs> you know what i mean yeah but it'd yeah. be like that. That's probably one of the toughest challenges, though. So if y'all didn't hear that, when you can't stay motivated, stay consistent. Yes, that's and, and when you're not busy and whatnot, still show up to the shop. And and to, to help the time go by, you know, sweep up for your fellow barbers. It's very humbling that's, to say that, but do it, right? Here's why. Because that barber that's overbooked or has somebody that walk in, he going to slide you a client because you looked out for him. Mm-hmm. That's, that's going to happen because I do it. I do it constantly, right? Yeah. So as far as sales... And marketing go right. Mm-hmm. How did you begin like the thought process and realize that sales and marketing was going to help you build that clientele? Because I know, pause in our profession, we rely on that word of mouth advertising because it's so lethal and it's so mm-hmm. organic. Mm-hmm. Besides that, what else did you do sales and marketing wise to grow your clientele? One of the biggest things that always stuck to me from the beginning that I ever started in a barbershop was when the owner told me. You're born and raised here. There shouldn't be not one person that you know or ever known that doesn't know you're a barber. Facts. It doesn't matter how many people you know, whether you know a 1,000 to 200 people, it doesn't matter. Right. Every one of those persons better know that you're a barber. And anybody that you ever interact with better know you're a barber. Yep. Social media, you got it, use it. Yep. That's huge, especially in this day and age because that 16-year gap for me and you, right, Social media wasn't big when I started. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't using Facebook and stuff like that to grow my clientele. It was, it was handing out business cards mm-hmm. everywhere I went, though. Like if I walked into a barbershop, not barbershop, a gas station, grocery store, and I saw somebody that looked like they could use my services, is that, hey, bro, my name's Tim. I'm a barber. You know, come check me out. And I give him a card. Oh, where you shop at? Oh, it's over. Da, 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 da. Oh, I know what it is. Come fuck with me. I'll give you a discount on the first cut. And it was me being willing to do it for free. That helped them come back. And now some of my longest clients that I've had started off that way because I met somebody in a gas station or at a event through school or something like that, you know? Yeah, that's facts. There was an, uh, and I I also believe in the whole using both aspects of, of advertisement as far as from where your day and age to my day and age where. You know, business cards never get old. When I first started, I did everything. I did everything from letting everybody know to handing out business cards to using social media to Mm -hmm. following everybody on there. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't a restaurant or a local place where I was able to leave my card at. And you didn't see my card there. My card was in every one of those locations. (laughs) I did not play. Big time. When it's grind mode, you really got to get it. Do everything possible. You got free time. If you got free time... Hey. Free time's never really free. Facts. It's funny how, like, in this profession, eventually, as you, I'd say about somewhere between seven to ten years in, it clicks and getting out of bed becomes organic. Mm-hmm. Like, you're the first one in the shop, the last one to leave, mm-hmm. et cetera, so forth. But that brings me to my next question, right? So, 
over the years, where do you find yourself self-educating at to continue getting better? And what's been the most effective for you? Right now, I'm really big in business. So my thing is just business perspective of everything. Everything's a business where it comes to barbershop, uh, a barber being everything. Literally, everything's a business. You can even bring it down to churches. They're all, it's all a business. You know what I'm saying? There's got to be money being made everywhere. So you got to look at the business perspective of everything. And that's what I like to educate myself and, you know, and just growing as a person, mental health, yeah. everything overall is just growth. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's what I like to educate myself with. That's what's up. That's huge. What's giving you hope right now that the young barbers coming in behind us will be able to continue this upward trend right now? Because I'm sure you've noticed, right? Mm-hmm. Like haircuts are finally being priced mm-hmm. where they should have been at 10 years ago mm-hmm. and everything, you know. There's a voice. <laughs> we all got a voice, and we all found out that, you know, especially during the pandemic, you really notice we weren't considered essential Such workers, right? Right. But a lot of us, any barber would tell you their phone was probably booming more through the pandemic than ever before, before after the pandemic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is how much we were needed out there, and that goes to show is like if you're needed, you know. <laughs> And people willing to pay two times their month. Mm-hmm. You know, Easily. Slide, slide through the crib, da 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 Easily. Yeah, yeah. So what has been the most influential mentor you've had? The owner of the barbershop, man, he led me through the whole thing before I even worked at the barbershop. He led me through the whole thing. He uh, gave me a job without even seeing my work. Right. He was my barber, and he opened up a shop. And he would see me interested in everything he would do so I could learn on my own. You know, I was at the crib just grinding. And ever since then, I started working with him and he walked me through the whole thing. You get what I'm saying? My respect to him forever, you know, but that's probably who it is. The owner of the shop where I work at. That's dope. How do you balance life and work? Life and work, man, in the beginning is always going to be tough because you got to do more than everybody else. When you're really trying to get clients, you got to do more than anybody else in that room. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter. You know, you got to stay there till 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. The, some of the best clients that I got are the ones that walked in last minute on a Saturday where everybody's exhausted and, mm-hmm. and walked down through the whole line and be like, can you can you cut me up? No. Can you cut me up? No. So they end up on your on your chair. And ever since then, you know, they, they'll never, they'll, they'll see that. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But balancing out life with that just in the beginning's hard but in the and and during time when you're already settled you know keeping that schedule like if it was your nine to five keeping that nine to six whatever time you got keeping that schedule and being consistent with that yeah doing a favor here and there but yeah. just keeping that schedule you know you know you got a family and stuff and you got to work around that Hey, for me, right, my mentor told me back in 2008 when I first opened my barbershop, he was like, Tim, money's never going to chase you until you learn to walk away from money. Mm-hmm. And back then, I'm like, I just opened my business. I'm not missing any dollars. What are you talking about? Like, I am I was doing what you were doing, right, because I was just starting out. Last-minute walk-ins, et cetera, so forth, and then one day, click, like you just said. I'm like, wait, if you're not willing to try and book your appointment in those scheduled hours that mean not only do you not respect my time and everything mm-hmm. you think you can set the price of my worth mm-hmm. and so when that changed and i started telling people no right 
not from a place of arrogance, but from a place of my family's more important. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got my priorities right. All of a sudden, all those late minutes started falling in place. Mm-hmm. And as they fell in place, they respected the time. So when I did do a favor, the favor was, Tim, how much you going to charge me to cut me? Mm-hmm. Now I'm setting my price because I know my worth. And I always set the price so far up here that I expect you to say no. Yeah. And everything like perfect example, 4th of July weekend, that Saturday. Guy calls. He's a regular. He's like, yeah, Tim there. I'm like, I'm too busy. I'm cutting. See what he wants. Uh, he want a haircut. He said he'd give you $75. I was like, tell him I said no. He's like, yeah, okay. I'm on my way. He never showed up because he knew I said no. Right. Because he know who I am. Because he knew when he walked through the door, okay, you need to cut. It would have been a buck fifty. Mm-hmm. You know, and I said at that place because I got prior engagements. Mm-hmm. But my wife ain't going to be mad at me for catching a buck fifty, right. <laughs> $100 right. for 30 minutes worth of work, 45 minutes worth of work. Because the quality is always going to be there. Because yeah. the quality is a sense of pride about mm-hmm. this is my work. And I know when you leave, somebody going to ask you, bro, where you get your hair cut at? Mm-hmm. And it's going to be forever faded, whether it's good or bad. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, therefore, I try to make sure it's always good. I tell my barbers all the time, I'm a consistent eight. Like, if you need my 10, then book for the full service. And, and know that you're going to pay that extra, right? But my most of my eights are literally better than most people's tens. Yeah, but I've nice. been at this since I was 13. Mm-hmm. I'm 33 years in, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I enjoy this. Like, that creation process and everything, yeah. you can't beat that. Yeah, that's facts. So if you could go back in time and tell your younger self, right, one thing as a barber, what would that be? My bad if I got you. I, I feel like I should have, uh, the only thing is should have taken this career a lot serious, a lot more serious, a lot earlier. Yeah. I took too long, you know? Facts. I often do the same thing, but I'm, if I can be encouraging right now, just know that the road in front of you is brighter than the road behind you. Oh, yeah, that's facts. So just keep your pedal on, on, mm-hmm. the, on the, keep your foot on the gas, bro. We're going to grow together. I promise you that. If you were sitting next to one industry leader, Right, that you can think of, like that that one barber where you like, damn dude, cold as hell. Like I got to get like that because even at thirty three years in, I got a couple. Where I'm like, damn bro, like <laughs> I got to step myself up. What would you ask them right now? That's a tough one, man. Because you know, I'm big on just respecting everybody equally. And honestly, if there's a barber out there that I really like, is this dude called Taylor Cuts, and um, I really wouldn't know what to ask him you know and i really i'll take advice that's it you know asking for some advice and Facts. it's not about how popular he is it's just about how clean his cuts are you know what i mean yeah and, and i respect how he could cut any type of hair yeah i'm glad you brought that up as we come to our final minutes and everything here folks i've always said this right because barbers we normally cut within the proximity of where we live because whatever the neighborhood may be the dynamic of the people is what we cut. So I don't want to sound disrespectful, but I believe, in my opinion, the definition of a barber, right, should be if you can grow it, we can cut it. Meaning, regardless of your hair texture, mm-hmm. regardless of your race, if you come into this shop, you can get it cut. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I've always prided myself on. Mm-hmm. And that's what sets us apart from the cost cutters. The, the sports clips and all the chains out there and stuff. Cause they usually have about one person out of however many people they got yeah. at each location that can do what we do. Mm-hmm. But you know, outside of that, you're more likely to hear no than you are to hear yes. If you come in and you're ethnic and you have textured hair mm-hmm. versus me being in Waukesha, 
man, I got people that travel all the way from Illinois to come down to get cut, mm-hmm. all the way from Madison, from Sheboygan, from Lake Geneva, and it's all because of the word is spread. We serve as 22 different cities, and I have cut every ethnicity under the sun, even when there's a language barrier. Mm-hmm. Somebody show me a picture, I right, get it done, thumbs up. Right. So that's huge, bro. Yeah. Welcome back to this week's Motivational Minute. To keep it simple and everything, I said it before during our conversation, I'm going to say it again. When you can't stay motivated, stay consistent. What am I saying? When you're tired, when you don't want to get out of bed, when you're sore, right? Because you was up partying last night. Stay consistent. Be committed to the process. Stay locked in because that process and that consistency is going to give you those results, right? You can always better your best. Practice makes progress. In the words of Les Brown, practice makes progress. Stay consistent, people. My name is Mr. T.I.M. This has been this week's Motivational Minutes. Until then, let's go. Let's grow. If you're new in our industry or old in our industry and are ready to join the top 1% in earning a six-figure income, hop on the email list to get updates on the show and live notifications for the newest trends or to be featured on the show as the Barber Spotlight of the Week. Let's go. Let's grow. Let's grow.